And yesterday's episode, we defined false feel-good habits, and we talked about how our vices are our coping mechanisms. So you might want to prepare for the void that it will cause so you don't self-sabotage. So check that out before you listen in on today's episode. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the habit of failure feedback loop. See you in the show. Welcome to Think Beyond the Drink. This podcast is for women who want to unravel their relationship with alcohol and other vices without labels, stigma, or judgment. We focus on things that give us energy, not take from it. This is for women who want to feel the aliveness and vitality in their life again, who want deep, intimate connections and a purpose-driven life. Y'all, did you know that almost every single thing we do is a habit? And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But did you also know that failure is a habit? And sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but apparently failure is a habit as well as all the other things that we do. So congratulations to us. We really just set ourselves up to fail. But we'll talk more about it. So don't worry. We'll talk about how we can start breaking and become more consciously aware when we are in these habit of failure feedback loops. But Before we do that, this reminds me of a book by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. I haven't read it in a while, and he doesn't talk about the habit of failure feedback loop, but it just reminds me that this is a way for us to stay consciously aware. And he, in his book, talks about how we create these barriers to big breakthroughs in our life and like in our personal and professional life, and that we tend to do it before we have these big breakthroughs. And so he has these four areas that he specifically looks at that says that we self-sabotage because of these four things. And one of those things he says is that it's because we're afraid to outshine another person and get his book. I highly recommend it. And he goes into the details about it all, of course. But one is you're afraid to outshine another person, so you self-sabotage. And again, this is unknowingly self-sabotage yourself, so you don't achieve the success because you're afraid you'll outshine, you know, maybe, you know, most likely is all stemmed from something in childhood about how your parents didn't want you to outshine a sibling. And so you had to kind of make yourself smaller so you wouldn't make somebody else feel lesser than. Another barrier could be, that we believe that our success will be bring bigger burdens in our life. That the third one is is that um, that we are disloyal or will be abandoned by our people if we have success. And then the fourth one is that that we feel like fundamentally flawed in some way that we just don't feel good enough to achieve these big successes in our life. And the reason why I bring this up, and I think the reason why this came into my memory to share with you guys is because it's all about conscious awareness. It's about being aware when we find ourselves kind of tripping up in the same ways, in the same areas of our life all the time. And so we can use this simply as when we're looking at, you know, let's say that we want to only drink on the weekends, but find ourselves giving into drinking on Wednesday, or we want to eat healthy and, you know, not eat sugar, but we find that we're craving and digging through our kids, you know, our cupboards looking for old Halloween candy um, at the end of the day. And it's being like aware, are we in these patterns? 
Are we in this pattern of always saying we're going to do something on a Monday and then by Friday we're throwing in the towel or maybe we have a longer track record. We do 30 day cleanses, but on day 27, we're like, ah, that's good enough. Right. And then we start to, you know, we celebrate with a bottle of sparkling wine. So this episode is where I just really want you to get aware if you have these these feedback loops, you know, these moments where you always kind of fail or give in. And I hate using the word fail, but you get what I'm saying here, right? Where you always trip up and have to start over. So more than likely, if you look at those, you can relate them back potentially to, are they actually the, are these creating these barriers for these bigger breakthroughs that I could possibly have in my life, in my professional life or in my personal life, right? So I had a really good friend who manages these health clinics and she wanted to take on this larger promotion, but she was like, God, if I take on that longer, larger promotion, I don't know what job responsibilities I'll have. Like, I'm really used to managing, you know, my 10 clinics and and I kind of know when I can have my chill time, right? Where I can use that false feel good habit of drinking in order to, you know, decompress, hang out with my family, do whatever. And so in reality, what that was causing her to do was having this next big breakthrough in her professional life. And I haven't spoken with her about it, but I'm curious to see if any of those four areas of, you know, her not wanting to outshine somebody else, or if the idea of bringing on this bigger burden with success will, if success will cause a bigger burden, or if she'll feel disloyal or abandoned by her family, or if somewhere she's fundamentally flawed, like she believes that she's not good enough for it. I'd really be curious to like dig a little bit deeper. And I would love for you guys to do that too, when you're looking at when you keep tripping up. And, you know, our habituations in life are so automatic. And the whole purpose is, is to get out of this automation and really check in with ourselves and saying, like, what what in the world is going on? Because it can get really annoying to have to, like, flip over that little tiny, you know, hourglass every two, two minutes or, you know, every few days, right? Say, God, I have to start over again and again and again and really getting curious as to as to why. And if it's maybe even something a little bit bigger, I didn't mean to go in that direction in today's podcast because it's a little bit of a deeper concept that I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm maybe explaining well enough, but get the big leap, read it, apply it to this episode, and I'd love to hear your feedback on it. So again, about this, this concept of this habit of failure feedback loop and really looking at that it's not our fault, right? It's not our fault that we get into these uh, these conditions. We perpetuate our false feel-good habits because maybe you didn't really recognize that like everything that you do is a habit. So a little bit more about me and my drinking story is I drank for, or I'm sorry, I didn't drink for five years after having two decades of drinking, of being like an over-drinker party girl. And two years ago, at the recording of this episode, drinking came back into my life in a very small way. I always like to say it's like I'm a 99% non-drinker. And the reason why 
I am like so incredibly intentional. I don't consider myself a moderator. I don't, um, I really actually consider myself for the most part a non-drinker because it's so infrequent. But the reason why I keep it so infrequently is because I recognize that everything that I do is a habit, right? That I know that, like I know it, feel it in my bones. I can see it in everything that I do in my life. If I start eating a ice cream sandwich for three days in a row, because I bought a a box for the kids, then on that fourth day, I'm like, give me the freaking ice cream sandwich. I need it now. Because I've already, after a very short period of time, have created a habit of doing that. It's the same thing when I get lazy and I just like wanna like just not do anything in the evenings. Then after a few days, I don't want to do anything in the evenings. And it's really hard for me to create motivation to, you know, do the laundry, clean the house or do whatever, just go for a walk, really. And so being so aware that everything that we do is a habit or for me being so aware of that, then I'm really I really choose wisely. And if I know if I start, you know, drinking every Friday night, then every Friday night I'm going to want to drink regardless of the quantity and all of that stuff, right? So then what would typically happen then is that you would want to, I would want to drink more or I would drink more on that Friday and start off with a glass one, then maybe be two, then maybe three, then maybe it would be, you know, a Friday and Saturday. I mean, just who knows? It's just the way that we get into these habituations and automations if we become unconscious, okay? So be consciously aware of what we do. And so back to this idea, like if you don't fully believe that almost everything we do is a habit, I want you to think about a time that you have gotten in your car around the same time that you go to work, but it's a Saturday and you, you know, head out to the stop sign and then you take a left and all of a sudden you're on the highway and you're headed to work and you're like, oh, I wasn't going to work. I was going to yoga or meeting a friend for a brunch. I mean, that's just what we do, right? Or if you've ever like rearranged all of the stuff in your kitchen and you move the you, the drawer with all of the um, flatware and then for one whole year, you keep going back to the same area that it used to be. I mean, I've done that and it's so annoying. I'm like, Camille, it's in a different place and you've been, you know, it's been in that other place for six months. Why do you keep going back to that dang drawer? Or do you notice that you like sit in the exact same chair in the break room or... Even I want you to notice like how you button your shirt because I button my shirt from the bottom up, but some people do it from the top down. So it's really like pretty much all that we do is this habit. And I want you to even think about it in the way that we respond to other people. That's a habit. You know, when you start this whole practice of being consciously aware of kind of who you are in the world and your thoughts and your reactions and your emotions and all of the things, you can start saying to yourself, okay, I'm not going to respond to my partner when he tells me I never put the toilet paper on the toilet roll, which is the true statement. It's a true thing that I rarely ever do and my kids don't do it either and he hates it. (laughs) And so I've 
told myself, like, I'm not going to, like, that's, that's a valid point that he's allowed to get triggered by that. And he's allowed to say something to me about that. Now, the way I respond back to him is my own control. Like, that's something that I can control. And so I'm, I choose to just look at him lovingly, make a joke or, you know, say, okay, I'll try again next time. But have you ever noticed that even though you tell yourself that you're going to respond differently to the same situation, you don't. And then you end up like rolling your eyes or yelling at them or huffing off or giving them the silent treatment. That's all a habit. Like the way that we respond to people is habit. And it takes a lot of awareness in order to be able to stop. I mean, like we talked about yesterday, this this space between stimulus and response is choice and really allowing yourself to have that space to make different choices is just so important. And the reason why we need that space is because our biology is so set up for automation, right? It's, it's set up to conserve energy. Our habits are there solely to conserve energy. Uh, Our brain actually makes up 2% of the body mass of our entire body, but it uses the most amount of glucose. So glucose is just another word for sugar in our body. So our brain loves automation. It loves patterns. And this is fabulous news if you want to start flossing your teeth every day or if you want to become like this avid exerciser. But it's it's not such great news if you're really trying to break a habit. Because our brain does not care about the quality of your life. It does not care about the habits that you choose if it actually is, you know, making you a better, more well-rounded, alive and vital person. It like doesn't care about that at all. It just cares about the automation. So it's like this assembly line, you know, with this predefined sequence to reach this final product. We have to remove a step in the sequence for the final product to look different. So when you decide that on that Monday morning you want to quit drinking again and then Tuesday comes around and you find you have a wine key in your hand, then recognize that this is the pattern that you're in. Maybe go back to those four barriers that Gay Hendricks speaks about. You could actually probably just Google them too and and see what they are. But really just kind of be aware, okay, I'm in this pattern and my brain creates this pattern and my brain is actually sending off all of these bells and whistles to do the the habit, right? To do the thing it always does at the same time, for the same way, for the same reason. It's sending off these alarms. And those alarms, right, is where what is what helps with those, the automation for you just do it. Because usually those alarms don't feel good in the body, right? They cause ruminating thoughts. They can cause tension in the body. They can cause an, a craving for something like sugar or alcohol. And then what you're going to give in, or maybe you won't give in, but so let's say you give in. And then you start telling yourself, right? Oh my God, I must have a problem. Like I don't have any willpower. What is wrong with me? I can never tell myself no. Uh, right? And that that's typically what happens what every single week or every time you try to break the pattern. Now, when you're in that loop, right, being aware of it, it's really important. But typically what you're going to do is you're going to catch yourself when you're at the end of it. When you've already done the stimulus, like you see the wine in the, in the, or you feel like, let's say the stimulus is that feeling you get in your body and you crave wine and then you 
respond by reaching for the wine bottle, opening it, pouring it, and then you catch yourself, oh, I'm doing it again, right? Doing it again. Or your partner says the thing and then you respond by yelling at them and rolling your eyes and storming off. Then you're like, oh, I'm doing that thing again that I said I wasn't going to do. Now, here's the easiest place for you to break that habit of failure feedback loop. It's what you tell yourself. Okay, it's what you tell yourself. Because typically what? You say, oh my God, I did it again. Why did I do that? I said I wasn't going to do that. I'm such a bitch. Like, what's wrong with me? Or... I can never stick to my commitments. I always give in. I always fail. I must have a huge problem. Let me Google on, you know, let me Google, do I have a drinking problem? And so instead, what I want you to do is fill in the stories that you tell yourself with something else. This is a great time when you can say, all right, well, learned again that when I am triggered by this particular person, I need to do some more work in order to respond differently. Maybe I can actually respond differently to the person right now, you know, to my partner or my kid right now and say, hey, I didn't mean to respond that way. I don't want to respond to you that way. It actually is something that I've been trying to work on, putting the dang toilet paper on the toilet paper roll. Or you can say like, okay, you know, you learned again that you don't like waking up with a hangover. You can try again tomorrow. It's no big deal. Just try again tomorrow. And then you're breaking at least a portion of the sequence. So hopefully the product, the end product will eventually look different. And this reminds me of a story from one of my most favorite patients back in the day. And he used to, he was a smoker and he had lung cancer. And when he would come in and visit for his visits, I would ask him, you know, are you still smoking? And he said, I quit every night and I start again every morning. And so every time this old gentleman would come in, I would say, do you quit smoking? He goes, quit every night and I start again in the morning. And then one day he came in and I said, you quit smoking? And he said, yeah, oh yeah, I quit. I haven't had a cigarette in three months. And what I love about the story is that what that really means to me is that he never gave up on himself right? He never gave up on himself. So even though that was his like habit of failure feedback loop, what he told himself was so important is that he quits every night. That one day he won't say, and I started again the next day. The next morning he said, you know, I quit and I quit. Like I'm done. And so, yeah, I guess the moral of that story is really never give up on yourself. And in order to change the automation, we have to change part of the sequence, okay? So would love for you to practice that, like different ways that you can tell yourself, speak to yourself in a positive way. That's the other key here is in a positive way in order to really change the habit of failure feedback loop. All right. So in the next episode, we'll talk about how habits are formed and a really short, easy way and then shortcuts to break your habit of failure feedback loop. So hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you in the next one. The world needs the vibrance and wisdom of a woman's intuition to help heal the world. When we learn to trust ourselves through leaning into and through discomfort, we learn to trust ourselves and in that space is our power and clarity.